Hey everyone, welcome back to the 20-something girl podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Robinson, and I'm so happy you're here. Happy November, you guys. Can you believe that we have rounded the corner and we are now officially in the beginning of November? Like, not even the first. Like, we are a a week into November, and it's crazy. We have rounded the corner out of spooky season, approaching the holiday season very, very quickly. Um, I hope you guys, for anyone who did anything on Halloween weekend, I hope you guys had a great time. Myself, I have said this probably so much over my existence (laughs) that I am just not a spooky girl, so I did not participate in Halloween this year. We actually were kind of party poopers and we didn't even hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. We just kind of wrote off the whole Halloween thing. I was talking on Instagram stories the other day on the podcast page how I'm not a big spooky girl and I literally boycotted Halloween and trick-or-treating as a kid. It's just kind of funny. So since day one, I have not been a fan. But no, literally, I think in like grade two maybe, (laughs) I decided to not participate in Halloween. And it's It's just a bigger story, but I just made the personal choice and decided I wasn't partaking in trick-or-treating. Now, I think I found a loophole because (laughs) my sister loved trick-or-treating, so she still went out, and my parents weren't going to, even though it was fully my choice, they, you know, weren't gonna let her come home with a bag full of candy and have me miss out on that part. So I literally got to go with my mom to the candy store and handpick my own little bag and rather than go out and actually work for it. So I've loopholed Halloween my whole life it feels like. But that is not what we're talking about today. But I hope you guys, yeah, had a great Halloween. And like I said, we're rounding the corner into like holiday season. I want to know if any of you already have like your Christmas decor or your Christmas tree up. I personally do not, (laughs) but I have purchased Christmas decor um, already, but I haven't put any of it out. I'm kind of waiting for after Remembrance Day because I think if you put up your tree and decorate November 1st, like it's got to feel gotta feel old by the time Christmas comes. Like, I just want to enjoy it fully, but I don't want to, like, push it to where I don't enjoy the decor anymore. So, probably within the next couple weeks, I'll be, I'll be decorating, don't worry. But now it's a time, if you're looking for holiday decor, now is the time to shop because it's all new, it's all fresh, and you have literally the best selection I don't know if any of you have been to HomeSense lately, but it has literally exploded in there with Christmas things, and it's hard when you're not there yet in your mind in the festive mode to start buying buying the decor now, but I'm telling you, it is just the best selection and the best pickings now, and when it actually comes like an appropriate time to go out and buy, you know, garland or ornaments or anything like that, it's going to be all picked over, and I have learned my lesson from last year. But anyways, in a couple weeks, I will definitely be 
decorating and getting into the holiday spirit because it truly is the best time of year. It's so fun and just, I guess, a feel-good way to forget about the, like, just awfulness of winter like the fact that winter sucks but Christmas is so awesome and it feels so good and the holiday season has everybody feeling some type of way kind of makes us all forget about how sucky winter is like I just can't I hope you guys all you know survived the first official snowfall here if you're from the Red Deer area it was crazy a couple weeks ago and it was literally like I swear the first day of snow everybody forgets how to drive and just like it's bonkers but we are getting through it we have a whole season ahead of us and hopefully that was the big snow scare that everybody seems to like I said forget how to drive as soon as it snows but I get it accidents happen but regardless (laughs) I'm excited for the holiday season. But you guys, on a completely different other topic, I have recently started Vanderpump Rules from the very beginning, season one, and it is crazy. I cannot believe I have never watched this show, but of course, with all of the scandal that happened, I don't know, however many months ago, it kind of put it in the back of my head and I thought when I was, you know, looking for a new show, I would just start it up and it is so funny. The first season, I believe, was filmed in 2013, so that just dates itself, you know, in the prime LA times where everybody's trying to be, you know, an actress or like famous, you know, Paris Hilton times, whatever, and it is so funny and the drama I'm only like a few episodes in and the drama is unmatched and I can't wait to take it all in and it's just so funny that that era is so like iconic and noteworthy in a way where the fashion is just like so bad and every it's just the works but if you guys watch Vanderpump Rules I'm I'm getting into it and I thought I'd share. You know, they're always everybody's dating everybody, everybody's going out and just the party scene in LA, I guess in 2013 was was bumping. But speaking of partying and drinking, this is a almost unrelated note, but you guys want to know a realization I had the other day. I have come to the conclusion and decision that I'm no longer drinking drinks I don't enjoy. Now I know what you're thinking. Obviously, Courtney, don't drink something you don't like, but you know the days of going to the bar or like a pub, like restaurant, and just ordering a basic vodka crayon that you don't really like, but you don't know what else to order and you want to drink, so you just basically drink it and shiver every sip you know, those days? Well, I'm over those days. I'm out of those days. We're in the clear and I've just come to the conclusion that if I'm having a drink, I'm going to enjoy it rather than just drink something really crappy in order to be drinking. You know, like I'm just, I'm just over those days. I personally 
hate vodka crayons and it used to be the go-to because I didn't know what else to order and of course at like a bar or like a sports bar type situation there's not very many options and the quality of drinks are you know usually not there anyways but I just it's just who wants to drink something that they don't actually like anymore and maybe this is just me growing up maybe this is what 25 looks like I don't know but I've just realized this and I wonder if you're listening to this and can relate or not like is this just a me thing or are we all having this realization that drinking something you don't like just to maybe feel like a buzz is just not the vibe anymore (laughs) I mean like I want to go out for dinner and have one or two really nice cocktails or like a glass of wine you know you all know how I like my rosé but you know have one and enjoy myself rather than slam back however many vodka crayons because I don't know what else to order and it's just the concept I wonder if any of you are with me on this but I just thought it was funny and I've I've been thinking about that for a couple months you know you go out and you just drink whatever to drink just to be drinking and I'm over it we're intentionally drinking now (laughs) but it's just a little funny choice I guess I've made for myself but on the topic of alcohol I think I am officially entering my wine era and it also feels very mature of me I feel like I'm in that phase of my life that I find myself screenshotting like wine recommendations on Instagram Like, I literally have so many screenshots of people suggesting what what wine to try yourself or, you know, to bring over to a friend's house when they invite you for dinner. Like, is this 25? Is this what it is? I just feel like I'm always looking for recommendations and I just want to always be prepared and know what's a good wine to, you know, bring over as a gift to someone. I was actually recently invited to a Greek tasting night hosted by one of my coworkers and got to taste a few different authentic Greek wines and surprisingly had a favorite being the one red wine we drank that night. Now, I'm not known as a red wine girl. I am 100% a rosé girl, as I think I mentioned already in this episode, but This new Greek red wine I tried, I think, launched me into exploring new reds. I was, I was just shook when I drank it and I actually enjoyed it. And I was just like, okay, once again, this is a very mature direction I'm taking in my drinking, (laughs) in my drinking habits, I guess. But I went out and I bought the Spade and Sparrows, which if you're not familiar, Spade and Sparrows is Caitlin Bristow's brand of wine. If you are a bachelor girly, you probably know her. Um, But she has a wine brand and I'm a really big fan of the rosé. I haven't had it in a while, but it used to be like my go-to. But I recently went out and tried her Cab Salve, and I was pleasantly surprised by the fact that I enjoyed it, especially because it was a red. And I mean, 
I know it's not the fanciest option by any means. I think it's like under $25, but it does the trick for an amateur like myself. Like I said, I always used to reach for the Spade and Sparrows Rosé as it used to be a favorite of mine, but I haven't had a glass of it in a long time now. But all that being said, if you have a favorite wine, please send me a picture of it. I'd really appreciate it because I guess this is just the phase I'm in. This is 25, looking for new new wine recommendations and not drinking drinks I don't like. Crazy times, I tell ya. But on a completely different note, I'm sorry if that tangent was a little bit long for any of you who may not even drink and don't care what my drinking preferences are lately. But on a completely different note, today I really wanted to talk about finding passion in our lives and the importance of it. So I thought we could just, let's just get into it. Let's just jump on in. I had a conversation with a friend the other week that fully inspired this episode. The conversation was talking about all that we had going on in our lives work-wise, you know, what work projects we've been taking on, what work opportunities have come up, how we're feeling about going through the motions of day-to-day, you know, a very work-based conversation. And it led to just me thinking about how we sometimes get into a work mode and have a completely full plate and have no room left for self-care or a potential passion outlet. And it got me thinking about how much I value little pockets of passion in my life and how I've learned to create pockets of passion in my life because, because of the importance. You know, I used to let work fully consume me. <laughs> I would go home and my brain wouldn't shut off. I would be working on different ideas I had after dinner or thinking about a task list that maybe I could have done better or tomorrow's to-do list. And it almost like took over in a sense that, you know, you wake up, you're thinking about your to-do list. Okay. You get to work, you're completing the to-do list and you get home and you're creating a new to-do list, you're creating new projects, you are spinning off different ideas, like, when, when do you turn off at that point? You know what I mean? And I found it almost created less motivation on the daily basis because I was oversaturated with ideas or, you know, self-criticism. Once I started exploring different passions or interests after work, it actually led let me let my brain go off duty. You know, it helped me not feel drained at work because it was fresh again. I'm going into each morning fresh rather than foggy from where I left off at 10 p.m. last night. Once I found, you know, different, I keep calling them pockets of passion in my life, you know, it let me find individuality rather than lose myself, potentially lose myself in my job. It also helped my creative side because it wasn't limited to the box that is my nine to five. Therefore, I allowed myself to explore different passions and taking different aspects and then 
reapplying them to my workday, if that makes sense. And I just, this whole concept of we are more than our nine to five jobs and we have to not let work fully consume us or else it will lead us to burnout super, super quick and super young. And I just thought it was a really important, important topic to come on here and share with you guys. I mean, every once in a while I needed the reminder and this, like I said, this conversation with my friend fully inspired this episode where we're just reminding each other that you do need different things going on in your life that don't revolve around work. It's helpful. It's helpful for many ways. You know, when you're trying to find a pocket of passion in your life, and now I keep on calling them pocket of passions because I used to call it like I was searching for a passion project and we don't always need to be working on something. We don't always need to be creating something or fixing something and call it a project. That's why I've kind of reframed it into just finding different areas in your life that fuel passion versus are strictly for work, if that makes sense. But when we're looking for these different sections of passion in our life, you know, we try to look for something that fuels our creative juices, but is not benefiting necessarily anyone but yourself. There are so many work projects and thoughts that satisfy my creative outlook, you know, that bring me passion. But at the end of the day, it revolves around my nine to five job. Hence, it's actually work. Now, I love my job. Seriously, for those of you who don't know, I work at my family's jewelry store and I feel like I am living the dream, to put it lightly. (laughs) But that doesn't mean I can't do something that is unrelated and passion-driven in my off time. Having a passion project or passion hobby or a pocket of passion, if you will, often lets us not run the risk of burning ourselves out in work. It lets us feel full, but not overrun by, quote, work. You know, if your life is revolving around work 24-7, you wake up thinking about the to-do list waiting for you in the office, you grind away your whole shift, and then you get home and think about upcoming projects or how you could have done something better until you go to bed, like, girl, where is the living life portion of your day? It's so easy to let ourselves get consumed with our nine to five and let it trickle into our like seven to 10, (laughs) you know? Now I say seven to 10 because those are literally the hours I'm awake in the day. But please don't get me wrong when your job is like your baby, you can 100% enjoy pouring everything into it and dedicating day after day to it. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we are not defined or controlled by our job. I know I have to. I find a lot of my self and my identity in what I do, but it's not the only pillar that makes up all of me. It's not the only thing I'm passionate about. 
and it's not the only thing I can succeed in. But if you are in work mode 95% of the day, it can be so easy for you to lose yourself in your job and for burnout to happen over time, and most likely quicker. Like, if you are grinding 24-7 and not giving yourself any other outlets or finding pockets of passion in your life to break up the days, how could you not get burnt out quickly? How could, like, it's inevitable. You're gonna run out of stamina eventually if you're not finding value in, in other parts of your life. I feel like I've talked about this before, but it's also so easy to get caught up as a young 20-something girl who wants to prove herself and establish a place in her work environment quickly and prominently. This energy or mindset that we are young and we need to establish a name for ourselves as quickly and as big as possible sometimes makes it easier to justify these work habits when they may not be the healthiest route to get there, but it feels like the quickest, you know, reward path to take, which I completely get it. You know, in today's society, we have been around hustle culture and exposed to the quote, if you're not grinding or working, you're lazy. You know, that whole mindset for We've been exposed to it for a while and extremely exposed to it because of social media. I feel like just recently I've seen a shift in creators who promote passion, promote um, self-care, you know, doing something that is solely for you and not work-driven, you know, but it is such a difficult balance to learn and I feel like especially in our 20s because on one hand you want to be successful in whatever career path you're choosing and success sometimes looks like how much can I maximize my day by overworking myself you know how can I maximize these hours I'm awake with my with my job you know you're stuck between wanting to be successful as well as trying to figure out what your passions may even be. You know, you might be listening to this episode and say, well, that's great, that's great that I need to find a passion, but I have no idea what that looks like for me. But before we get to that, I want to circle back to my main point here, that where is the passion? Where When we're in work mode 24-7, where is the time that is solely for ourselves? This is even applicable to maybe you're not in work mode 24-7 because you actually have no desire to be. (laughs) Maybe your job brings you no passion or doesn't stimulate you in a personal way, so you're happy to be done when the clock hits five, but then you go home and mindlessly go through the night still not feeling like the passion for anything. It's it's that same need. I just think it's so important that we just try and discover what makes us happy. <laughs> At the end of the day, what makes us happy? What do we enjoy doing in our off hours? 
what's going to fill up our cup and be solely for us. You know, if you're like me and don't want to necessarily turn off your brain the minute you get home, but don't necessarily want to think about work because that's all you've been doing so far that day, that's where your, you know, little pocket of passion or your passion project comes in. For me, it's this podcast. (laughs) This podcast is a passion project that is completely mine. I have different ideas and things I want to express with it, a full vision, if you will, if you guys could be inside my brain when I think about this podcast. It is a full vision. And this space just allows me to have fun. I've created, you know, a space that I enjoy tapping into. I love chatting with you on Instagram. I love talking to you talking to you through episodes. I love creating the vibe, the aesthetic of everything that is the 20 something girl podcast. You know, when I go home and say record a podcast or work on collaborations or even just have different conversations with you on Instagram, like I was saying, it puts me into my own little world almost where there's only the pressures coming from myself sometimes, but it's nice to immerse myself in something that is our own little world and fueled by passion. Nobody is asking me to do this. Nobody's forcing me to do this. I didn't sign up to this with a big contract. I don't know. You know, like I just started this because I wanted to and that it brings me a sense of joy in creating something that that I always wanted to. But that's me. And finding passion in our lives will look different for everyone. Maybe finding a gym routine that works for you is the me time that lets you turn off everything else and let you, you know, it's a space where you can really get into it. You know, creating different workouts and going to the gym and the act of taking care of yourself in that way is passion-fueled, is passion-driven. I think that's awesome. That's a great way to, you know, find something that is your space. Maybe my skincare girlies out there, maybe researching and creating a routine for yourself is where you find passion. Where when you come home at the end of the day, you take however long to do your thought out curated routine as a form of self-care. You know, if you're really passionate about taking care of your skin and researching and finding new products and, you know, doing the steps to take care of yourself in that way, that's an outlet of passion that is solely for you. Maybe it's curating and creating your own little cookbook. (laughs) I don't know if we have any chefs in the house, you know, like if you get home and you want to make yourself a gourmet dinner and plan it out step by step to document it and create that little passion you have for cooking. 
maybe that's your pocket of passion at the end of the day where you can just tune out the world and you can focus on creating something and building something for yourself. Even if it is just, you know, making new recipes and taking the time to cook for yourself and create something new. I don't know. The thing about finding your little piece of passion in your day is solely up to you and it's completely individual. Whatever it looks like for you, this is just your reminder that you are worth putting time into. You are worth exploring your passion project, whether it be creating a new gym routine, a skincare routine, a your own cookbook, your podcast, anything like that. Whatever you want to do just solely for yourself, this is your reminder to to do it. You are more than your nine to five job and you deserve to give yourself a break and let that part of your brain fully turn off and give it a rest. I don't know. I'm curious to know how you guys, you know, unwind and disconnect from your job. Where do you find passion in your lives? What do you do that is an outlet maybe for you creatively or just mentally. It can be literally anything. If you've listened to this whole episode through, um, DM me on Instagram. If you don't already follow the Instagram, it is at 20somethinggirlpodcast and DM me what your pocket of passion in your life beyond your nine to five job looks like. (laughs) Because I just think it's so important to, you know, tune into that every once in a while and find something that is just for you. Nobody else, just for you. With that being said, and on that note, I think this is where I'm going to wrap it up. Today is a short and sweet episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening, and like I said, my DMs on the 20-something girl podcast page are always open, and I can't wait to chat. But yeah, thank you so much for listening again, and yeah, bye guys!